Okay, so uh, I'm going to turn it down, actually, but I am watching the ending of Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, Jesus Christ, I just turned it up. Okay. Where, where I'm on the dance like? scene. Oh, okay. Okay. It is. I, I'm really struggling right now, Moises, because I'm really not good with, like, secondhand embarrassment stuff like this, you know? Embarrassed for what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Oh, you, so you like the dance? Oh, you meant embarrassed oh, for them. Yeah, I'm embarrassed for them. Oh, they're dancing to Maria. That's nice. I like that song. Here at I, the I, library, they have like stuff for sale. Uh huh. I just bought this for fifty cents. Okay, let me switch over. Ooh, <laughs> major get the lightning fee. I'm gonna yes. force my uh, middle school brother to read it. Did I envy him? I'm gonna read a page while you're watching this. Yeah, go for it. Uh, they're gonna do like the lift. <laughs> all right that is funny it that's oh jesus christ i just can't i hate this kind of shit like it's it's well done i guess but you know it's supposed to be like this but i want to like crawl out of my own skin watching this <laughs> the lightning thief was made in 2005 yeah it's an old book i didn't know that well okay i just saw a good bit of the old time in this movie so i i might just try and like get the ball rolling and i'll just have to like multitask a little bit there's really not that much left. Oh, okay. They just finished the dance, I think. Uh, yeah, there's probably a lot of credits. Um, well, welcome to Stargazing. This is the podcast about movie stars. Uh, I'm Kellen Kermins. I'm Moise Camacho. And this is our series called J-Law and Order on the films of Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh, 4.9, 4.8. That's, they needed a five. Keep, keep, keep watching. Oh, that's nice. They got it. <laughs> okay that's kind of fun uh i okay i'll explain real quick um uh, i'm still watching the movie the, the it, could, yeah this is like kind of the end uh i we i'll, I'll be honest moises like i sort of expected we were gonna record in the evening without asking like it's on me for just assuming so like i thought i would watch it this morning but then mm-hmm. this morning turned out to be the only time we record so i am like kind of I am catching up though. I, I'm I'm not gonna pull a house at the end of the street. <laughs> you know, uh, I am watching Silver Lightning's playbook by God, and maybe this is gonna like win me over super hard in the last couple minutes. But it, like, honestly, it kind of it did for me a little. Bit. Oh, okay. Because my initial yeah, <laughs> yeah you go on. Movie is when it's actually just like a by the book romance. In the rest of the movie, it, it isn't at all. <laughs> it gives you the ending that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. Oh, she's running out. Brad, B. Coop, you got to go get her. Bradley Coop, he just wants to take another look at you. You got to go stop her. Okay, Wrong so while <laughs> I wish we were watching Stars Born. Oh, he, he walked away from her. I will say, though, uh, Robert De Niro is pretty good in this movie. He's my favorite part of the movie. Easy. Yeah. And I think like we'll look at it in a, in a second, obviously, but I think this is like kind of a comeback for him in a little bit. Like, yeah. Just, just because he'd been doing like a lot of like shitty, like Fokker comedies, you know? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he gets nominated for that, right? Yeah. I like last night. Every, he was to... They get nominated every uh, category, I believe. Yeah. Oh, this is, yeah, classic. Running to go catcher in the middle of the street. Uh, Watch it. 
Okay, yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, while I watch it, though, um, have you ever seen this before? Like, have you ever? No. Oh, this is here's her Oscar moment. She's screaming and crying. Oh, he wrote her a letter. Oh, guys, Kellen is crying. He has tears. This is this down. is your Moises is fake news. I'm not crying. J Law is crying. Oh, she got the single tear. That's a movie star moment. I'll, I'll say that much. The, the single tear. I think this is probably the most overhyped movie in the past 20 years. <laughs> it certainly might be the most overhyped movie we've ever talked about. Because, like, I, oh, uh, well, I am a sucker for when the when two characters kiss and the camera spins around them, you know? I am like... Hold uh, on, there's I, a uh, shot coming up that's even better. Okay. Oh, damn it. You're <laughs> right. All right, yeah, that was cool. I guess there is a silver lining to this playbook. Yeah, no, yeah, this is a real silver linings playbook was um, the friends we made and the medication we didn't take along the way. Until the end. Oh, he, does he? does it end with him taking his meds? Isn't he? Um, he's taking it now, isn't he? I may have missed that. I think he is. That's that's good. Yeah, that does raise my esteem of this movie slightly because I do hate shit that deals with like mental illness and is like, get off your meds, free your mind, you know? Yeah, Joker mode. <laughs> I hope Bradley Cooper, Bradley Coops, is in Joker too, singing a musical number. <laughs> he just shows up in the mental hospital. I'm seething with jealousy uh, <laughs> at the, <laughs> the final image of Bradley Cooper. What I'm assuming is the final image of Bradley Cooper in this movie. But I'm also seething with jealousy at Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, I would love to sit on his lap. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about <laughs> tell me about the hangover, Mr. Cooper. Okay, I'm done with the movie. Uh, so I get to decide how I feel about it, like, in real time. Um, no, you don't. We could talk. Let's start talking. Let's talk. Yeah, let's start talking. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're going to talk and I'm going to figure out how I feel about this movie. Because honestly, Moises, I'm not, I don't know what the fucking make of this one. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week. This made. <laughs> yeah. This made $236.4 million. And it was like a low budget movie. I'm pretty sure. It's $21 million. <laughs> Holy fuck. They made a bag. They, yeah, that, that was a bag. I'm guessing I'm guessing Bradley Cooper is like a producer, right? Uh, let's see. Um, no, it, I don't. Well, he's not a producer. He might be an executive producer. I can check. But this was, um, well, I'll tell you who was a producer on it. <laughs> executive producer on it. I see who it is. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Um, <clears throat> uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, that alone, oh, okay. I don't want to accuse this movie of only having critical and um, awards acclaim because Harvey Weinstein is a monster that uh, that used to have a lot of power in Hollywood. But maybe that's why. Yeah, this is came out in 2012, and everyone went kind of gaga for it. It seems at the time. I mean, they, did. they really fucking did. Everyone and their mother was talking about it. People were. Starting Silver Linings Playbook Watch Clubs. I'm just kidding. I made that up. Okay. okay. <laughs> People were like telling you, like, oh, my God, you're such a Tiffany. Or, bro, that's a pat move. It just really worked its way into the, the culture. What can I say? I'm pat-pilled. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, 
Uh, but okay, I'm just like I'm doing a quick speed read of like some of the <laughs> production stuff. I, uh, um, okay, it took apparently him, like, five years to write the script. Apparently. Yeah, it's based off the uh, a book by um, Matthew Quick. Um, fucking oh, Cindy Pollock developed the script. That's it. Yeah, he's kind of a he's like he's a well known like Hollywood guy. <laughs> he's like a writer, producer, actor. He's um the fucking uh. You know the guy in Eyes Wide Shut? Mm-hmm. The one who like tells Tom Cruise what's up? He's that guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, David O. Russell, uh, you know, like you said, rewrote the script like 20-something times over five years. So uh his kid has like OCD and, and bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And that that I guess is supposed to uh gain some credibility <laughs> okay yeah that's kind of mean yeah. to say no you're uh, not wrong but like okay it does make me feel a little like it, less icky about it a little, a little less icky or maybe more icky who's to say I, it, I, to me the two characters feel like it feels like a I, yeah it does feel like a really like um simplified version of things that's what i think a nuance yeah um, borderline offensive, I'll say <laughs> again. Like, I, I guess I don't have the the bipolar son uh, card, so I can't say for sure. But it, it does feel a little like I don't know. Like the the only thing I can say about this movie's portrayal of mental health is I feel like if this movie came out like six years later, everybody involved would have been canceled. It did come out six years later. It's called Joker. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, this is um, kind of okay. Well, this is interesting. Um, the, the the original. Oh my god! This is like I I I got dealt psychic damage reading this. David O. Russell, the uh, writer director of the film, initially wanted to make it with Vince Vaughn and Zoe Deschanel as um, which is insane. Which is truly deranged. I uh, think I would. Uh, this movie would make me cry if I saw Vince Vaughn kissing Zoe Deschanel. Like I would cry <laughs> if I saw that image. I like I like you, Vince Vaughn. I like some of the Vaughn movies, but come on. I like some of Vince Vaughn's movies. What the fuck does he know about kissing Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, <laughs> like no, no way. Hell no. Oh boy. Oh, Should I put boy. that into that uh, AI generator? So uh, Vince Vaughn kissing Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, and. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, actually, we'll talk about. Um, I want to talk about Bradley Cooper for a bit in a moment. But first, some of the actresses who were considered for Tiffany. Um, well, first, Anne Hathaway was cast as Tiffany. Yeah, she had scheduling conflicts with The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, great crossover with the Batman series. I didn't expect that. And creative differences with uh, Russell. She dropped out. I wonder what those t- differences were. Yeah, I wonder um, if she creatively disagreed with the fact that he is a, a violent, unpleasant asshole. He is? Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about. I thought you were, like, referring to that when you said, you know, like, I wonder. No, I was serious. I, I wonder. No, yeah, you know, he and is like stri- seems like an actor who's probably really easy to work with. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. 
No, there's stories of like like on some movie. I I hope I'm thinking of David O. Russell. Let me double check. Um. Oh yeah, I am. Uh, like. Oh fuck! His new movie has one hell of a cast. Oh man. Okay, here's like one of the incidents. I'll, I I just want to read because I think this is kind of like uh, I, I this is an interesting interesting story. I'm reading this straight from Wikipedia, just so like uh, this isn't conjecture. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his first movies his second ever movie was three kings uh which is like a that's david o russell yeah uh, i like that so, movie a lot yeah i've heard it's good i've heard it's good i haven't seen uh starring you know george clooney mark Wahlberg, ice cube and spike jones um according to clooney during filming new spread of russell and george clooney nearly having a fist fight on the set um according to clooney russell was demeaning the crew verbally and physically Clooney felt this was out of line and told Russell, David, it's a big day, but you can't shove, push, or humiliate people who aren't allowed to defend themselves. After the confrontation escalated, when, according to um, someone else on the scene, Russell actually headbutted Clooney, and Clooney grabbed Russell by the throat. Clooney said Russell eventually apologized and filming continued, but Clooney described the incident as truly, without exception, the worst experience of my life. You don't verbally abuse the people who are making your movie. Or physically, especially uh, physically. I mean, I feel like Moises is pro-slapping people No, 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 no. I'm not pro-slapping it. I'm not pro-slapping <laughs> uh, actors in the face. But it's just like, come on, disrespecting the crew. That's like, that's a no-no, guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, you could disrespect the actor. You know, directors, actors fight and argue over shit all the time. But the fucking guy who's holding the boom mic over there does not deserve to be yelled at. Yeah, for sure. It is something about like that position, like being the director, you are in charge of a lot of different things. You have a lot of power and, you know, there's a hit. There's just there's a running theme in just the world of positions with a lot of power attracting the worst kind of people. I'm going to stop looking at David O. Russell's uh, Wikipedia page. All right. Uh, right. Let me say this. I didn't really enjoy this movie that much. Um, okay. The only parts I enjoyed was um, uh, I want to I want to know her name too. Robert De Niro, I think, um, is um, as charismatic as he can be. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think yeah. he is uh, having fun with the role. Um, and then also the person who plays right next to him, Jackie Weaver, who plays mm-hmm. um, the mom, the mom, Dolores Solotano. Mm, yeah, I think she has a lot of fun, and I'm not. This might be problematic. I'm not sure, but I liked Chris Tucker in this. I thought he was funny. <laughs> oh yeah, he was pretty good. Like he was, he was like, funny. yeah, no, I I do think he was really good in this. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not sure if you noticed. I did not say Bradley Cooper, or Jennifer Lawrence, who are our two main stars in the movie. Um, <laughs> I d- you I don't think you can make a movie where you're supposed to like. The two main characters, but they are both assholes for about ninety percent of the movie. Like, well, that's. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know if that's my problem. Like, like you know, I'm I'm all for asshole protagonists. You know, I'm all for piece of shit main characters. But it, it's I'm trying to think of the word. I'm trying to think of how to describe this as <laughs> as a mentally ill person. No. Uh, this feel it feels like I wrote down here. I'll read from my notes. I wrote down 
like the last two notes, I took like six notes on the entire movie. The last two of them were, I said, I really can't decide if J Law's performance is good or not. Mm-hmm. And then the next one I put, I, okay, I think she's good, but I just think this movie kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's because like she's she's good with what is asked of her. Yeah, and what is asked of her is to like scream, cry, break shit, and just be like what everybody's yeah be what everybody's like gut like problematic react you know impression of a bipolar person is mm-hmm. like and she won the fucking oscar like she she's good in it i think but oscar, oscar winning worthy. yeah um, okay, uh, I watched the uh, like her acceptance, you know, the one where she fucking trips and falls up the stairs. She's nominated. This, I guess, it was a weird year, anyways. Um, oh, look at that! The the uh, AI generator cannot generate Vince Vaughn kissing Zoe Deschanel. Oh, that's really unfortunate. They're just standing next to each other. Mm, yeah, um, so yeah. I'm so glad. I'm glad that Bad. year. I guess it was kind of a weird year anyways. That was, um, I'm trying to remember, was this year, uh, what won Best Picture this year? Was it, it was, uh, uh, not the, was it the King's Speech? No, not the King's Speech. Not 12, it wasn't 12 Years a Slave, was it? That's a couple years later, I thought. I don't know, I'm looking for it right now. It's the 85th Academy, Academy Awards. Oh, oh, this is the year Argo won Best Picture. Oh, it's when Daniel Day-Lewis won for Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot. Anne Hathaway won Best Supporting Actress for Play Miz. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence was nominated against like an eight-year-old. Um, <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, Beast of the uh, Southern A. Wallace. Um, fuck. I I want to find all the nominees. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, in Silver Linings Playbook. Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Riva in Amor, Quaventione uh, Wallace in Beast of the Sword Wild, and then Naomi Watts in The Impossible. Well, I can already say um, Naomi Watts in The Impossible is a better performance. Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty is a better performance. I don't know about the other two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I- I'm inclined. I'll agree with the Jessica Chastain one because, well, that's Isn't more. Impossible? No, I still have it, but you've you you you've told me it's good. I want to watch it. Yeah, you definitely watch it. Uh, I mean, okay. Look, I'm I'm looking at the uh, <laughs> the best actor, the best supporting actor. Look, I'm just mad the master didn't win. The, I'm just mad Philip Seymour Hoffman didn't win this year <sighs> for the master. On. Yeah, you you didn't Christoph Waltz already win for like Inglorious Bastards, right? I think he did. Yeah. What the fuck? He, he didn't need to give him it. He's fucking, he's fucking great in uh, Django, don't get me wrong. He's hilarious, but, but Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master is like one of the best supporting of all time. Of- <laughs> Literally of all time, yeah. God, PTA just has the worst oh. fucking luck at these things. <laughs> he just really, I, PTA just really doesn't like to play the game, I think, you know? Yeah, I mean, he would rather go have a conversation with the podcast than say, hey, uh, my fucking movie deserves <laughs> best picture or something yeah i mean well he, he won't come to our fucking podcast but you know <laughs> the master wasn't even nominated for best picture uh no what wow. was well argo a more oh yeah uh 
Beast of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, uh, Le Mis, oh, Life of Pi. Again, Lincoln. this is a, people liked Le Mis this year for some reason. God, 2012 was a fucking that's the, that's the conclusion I think we we've come to in the past three movies. Is that 2012 was just a different fucking universe? It was a pretty cursed year. <laughs> yeah, it was literally the ten years. Was ago. Jesus, end, that's why. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Did, did we even talk about? Yeah, Hunger Games is like ten years old. Holy fuck, that is crazy. This movie's about to be ten years old. When did this come out? Uh, fuck. Dude, she was like, she was like twenty one. She was twenty one. Yeah, no, she's twenty one. Which is, I will say to give her credit, um, it is a extremely uh, impressive performance for someone so young. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of my fault cut with her performance comes from the script. So it's like not really her fault. But, you know, it's like still, you know, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to separate. <laughs> but uh, would you like to hear who else was also considered for um, um, Tiffany? I think I know some of them. But yeah, let me hear them. Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> uh, Kirsten okay. Dunst. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Okay, I'm going to have. Okay, I'm going to add that noise out. <laughs> Just need some silence. Jesus that was Christ. My cat. What, the, that was my yeah, cat. what the fuck is wrong with you? My cat like passed. Okay. The uh-huh. At the at the public library. Meow meow. Oh, there, there they are. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Ew. Blake Lively. Rooney Mara. Rachel McAdams. Andrea Riseborough. And Olivia Wilde. At first, at first, like uh, apparent, you know, Russell thought she was too young to play uh, against Bradley Cooper, who is thirty-seven at the time of the filming this movie. But he also like told her to gain some weight, I believe. Yeah, he did. Um, and they and originally speaking, wanted her to be like super emo. Yeah, like uh, she like dyed her hair black, uh, did test shoots and like heavy goth makeup. But a uh, good old Harvey disapproves. <laughs> Fuck off! Oh my uh, god! <laughs> Holy shit! What uh, a I hate fucking the movie industry. What yeah, what a monster. Uh that, that's by by no means the worst thing he's done. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But it is indicative of a larger behavior. Yeah. Uh yeah. There are still some small goth touches in the movie. Yeah, which includes black nails and black eyeliner. <laughs> and she's got like a necklace. And a cross. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh she was asked by Russell to put on weight and speak in a lower register, which is funny because I thought she already has kind of like a, a lower voice, but I mean, yeah, she has kind of like a, a scratchy voice too. Yeah. They, and then uh, they, they ended up dating for a while, right? You might be thinking of Darren Aronofsky. That's, that's, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. David, they made like three movies together. So I thought, no, maybe. yeah. Do, it, she does like become. Like his sort of uh, his muse, his I muse. guess, for a little bit, for like exactly three movies. Because uh, there's this, uh, there's American Hustle, which is also like I think she gets nominated again for that. I could be wrong. She does. I think and, that might be for best supporting actress. Yeah, maybe. For supporting. Just crazy. They like. I, don't I know, guess like they the were first- just scared. Like, hey, let's give it to her already. And I was like, damn, you 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 could wait. I'm sure. Actually, hold on. Let me look at her filmography. What other? Yeah, go. You go and bring up the, her filmography. I'm gonna see uh, if she's nominated for American Hustle. Yeah. American Hustle was the next year. 
Uh, she was I, nominated, but lost to um, uh, lost to Lupita Nyong'o in Twelve Years a Slave. Oh fuck yeah, great. Yeah, probably probably um, a good move. Kellen, much right, I'm move. looking at her filmography and I see something and uh, it's bothering me. I'm so scared. Do go on. Are you are you sure you want to hear this? Because it's gonna it might piss you off a little bit. I'm already a little grouchy, so might as well. There's this movie that she's in in 2014 that is not on our schedule, and she's on the poster. Is it called uh, Serena? Yes. No, that's a movie that doesn't exist, so I, uh, I, I did not include it. <laughs> what do you... What do have you, you ever... Okay, look at me, I made $5 million. <laughs> yeah, that movie doesn't exist. People, you uh, look. All right, we're... It's a fucking Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. They reunite for a third time. I mean, if, it's the well, third I, year I, in a row. How is that, did that movie make no money? Look, the poster rule is that's just to be considered to be on the podcast, okay? If it's not on the podcast, we don't even consider it. If they're not on the poster, we don't even consider it. Just because they're on the poster doesn't mean they have to. This is my show. Right. This is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. There is Serena. Um Oh, I get. Oh, it only received negative reviews. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of. It doesn't really exist. And okay. we're, we're okay. look. We got two other movies to talk about: Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence working together because they are kind of like not a couple, but like what other movie is he in besides American Hustle? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought this you meant there's is, two more. No, there's this and American Hustle, and we'll talk plenty. Like we're not going to have any. Serena would be a thirty minute episode. Right, I'm, I'm, <laughs> but. Uh, this is a crazy year. Not a crazy year. This is a pretty solid year. Uh, the year American Hustle comes out. I shouldn't be talking about this now, but what do you mean, like of Oscars? Yeah, because it's the year twelve. Don't years don't say slave. anything. I, I want okay. I want to hear about it now. Like <laughs> whenever okay. next episode. <laughs> okay, fine. Good. It's probably good thinking. Um, I mean, it, it. It. I guess it just shows us that the cycle of like terrible Oscars is just a cycle that's never going to end. Like. <laughs> One year we'll get a moonlight year where it's terrible because of the conundrum that happened. Yeah. <laughs> announcing yeah. this picture, but it was also a great year because Moonlight won Best Picture. <laughs> it is like and didn't like did Alfonso Coron win Best Director that year too? Or was it Alejandro Inaratu? For which year? Uh Moonlight Year. Oh no. That was fucking... Damien Chazelle. Yeah, Damien, Damien Chazelle. Chazelle won. Yeah, Damien Chazelle won for La La Land. Which, speaking of, I just bought La La Land in 4K. Ooh, are you, are you going to finally watch it? I don't know. I don't know I don't, if I should watch it or not. Look, man, I mean, the five-year anniversary came and went. I, I don't know. It might be. It's going to be a minute, I feel like, before I, it's back. It's either that or you just got to hope you randomly catch, like, a, a random AMC, like, fan favorite release. You know? Yeah. Or, like, I mean, I, I gave up on Blade Runner. I just watched it, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I should just give up on Lala Land, probably. Yeah, check it. I out. want you know, I want to sit next to you. And I want you to sing all the songs to me. Wow, <laughs> the movie. Dude, let's find a time. Let's find a time. I'll do it. <laughs> you to dance too. Kevin. I reckon. I, I I'm not much of a singer, but I reckon I'm about on the level of our guys. You know. <sighs> okay, that could either be a bad thing or a good thing. So I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm not on the level of our guys. My hot take on that movie, I, I've probably given before, is that I think uh, Ryan Gosling's a better singer than Emma Stone. But uh, that'll we we probably we don't have reason to talk about that movie 
for a while. Uh, we might do, maybe if we do a personal choice, I might go follow land. I mean, um, we, we tend to, it seems like we have a tendency of talking about Ryan Gosling every episode. So let's just make sure to talk, bring him up every single episode now from now yeah, on. Well, we, we, we got it then. Up. Yeah, we got it. We, for the rest of J-Law, let's just talk about Ryan Gosling. All right. Let's right. say it now then. This movie would have been better if Ryan Gosling was Pat. Oh, damn it. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I do really, okay. I, I do want to talk about Bradley Cooper for a second because I, I do think this represents an interesting like turning point in his career mm-hmm. because before this like to give you an idea of where bradley cooper w- was at like david o. russell got the idea to, to cast him from wedding crashers <laughs> yeah and like, um, that he was, doesn't have like a big role in that does he no he's like the, the villain he's like the asshole okay in that movie. i've never seen it i don't know isn't isn't vince vaughn in that uh yeah what it's a uh, vince vaughn and um uh, owen wilson okay wow what a power couple <laughs> dude yeah had a stranglehold on the, the mid-2000s comedies uh yeah but like looking like you know just like looking at uh bradley cooper's like first few years oh fuck i forgot his first movie is wet hot american summer which he's which is so fuck such a fucking good movie and he's so good and but after that, like, it looked, you know, it's comedies. It's just comedies. Yeah, there's like, it's, and he's never like, it, there's the one, the first one he's like on the poster on that I can find is called Bending All the Rules, and it looks like like an AI generated rom com. The, the okay, here's you the, mean Silver Linings Playbook? I guess. Um, like, oh, here's the um, the the synopsis for bending all the rules an ambitious woman with an odd upbringing struggles to find herself amidst juggling two guys she's dating even though both guys know about each other and are complete opposites jealousy begins to boil over as convival what is that word antics break out between the two tough decisions will be made when growing up the hard way what 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 does that last line mean what um and then like you know wedding crashers he's like the asshole like failure to launch i can only assume he's playing the asshole that's like a matthew mcconaughey rom-com speaking of another guy that had like a sort of like revival but it was around this time yeah it's the same time there were two like rom-com guys who just like reinvented themselves as like dramatic leading men and honestly kind of became like fan favorites no one oh, yeah. really dislikes yeah. Matthew McConaughey or Bradley Cooper. Uh, they're like, um, I think there are there are uh, Bradley Cooper and Matthew McConaughey deniers, but there are not Matthew McConaughey and Bradley Cooper haters. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. the The first like leading thing it looks like he really has it like takes off is the Hangover. Yeah, he's the Hangover guy for a while. Yeah, and then. And that's like, you know, he's a leading man, but he's still like a charming asshole, you know, like he's yeah. still kind of a the, the the dick in like the standard like comedy. Oh, I forgot about the fucking A-team. Yeah, he's, <laughs> that movie he, does he, not exist either. No. And I, I actually kind of like that movie. I remember I, I remember watching that as like a kid. I remember as a kid, even as a kid, I did not like it. I was like confused <laughs> the whole time. Um, Which um, can I remind you of something? No, go John, for it. Uh, the Hangover Part One made four hundred sixty-nine point three million dollars. 
it, a different time, truly a different time. Uh, but um, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm sorry, Kellen. I'm not done. Okay. The Hangover Two made five hundred eighty-six point eight million dollars. Jesus Christ. The Hangover Part Three made three hundred sixty-two million, but that, I mean that's still a lot yeah. of fucking money. It, it's uh-huh. insane. It's fucking crazy that those <laughs> those movies went uh-huh. so much. Yeah. Well, okay. But Bradley Cooper, then he's like in Limitless, Hangover Part Two, uh, 2012. I, he's in Place Behind Beyond the Pines. Which have you ever seen? What What did you just say? The Place Beyond the Pines. Did you just ask me if I've ever seen that? Oh Jesus Christ! Okay. <laughs> um, that was a. Uh, I was. They like if I had a poster on my wall when I was 13, it would have been. <laughs> That's your like Scarface. I fucking love that movie, but Bradley Cooper's part of the movie is the worst part of the movie. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I, it's so funny because I saw that. I'm like, I think I know somebody that really loves that movie, and I guess it's you. The uh, It's like, um, it's one of those movies where the first, there's basically like three parts, and the first part is godly, and then the other two are just like, Oh, okay. You you could stop watching the movie, basically. Gotcha. But okay. the first part makes up for the rest. Oh. <laughs> um, Argos, come on. You need to watch it. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. But yeah, like, he has that Silver Linings playbook in uh, the same year. And then he does American Hustle. And then uh, 2014, like, the same year he is Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's playing Chris Kyle in American Sniper. He gets nominated for that, I believe. And that one, another movie that fucking blows the box office. Oh, my God. <laughs> away. My friend, my friend, I, I, feel like, I think I've told a couple of stories about him, but my friend Dryden, he's um, training to be a Marine right now. And like one of his, they, one, something he always talks to me about is like how insane the culture around american sniper was just like he was like did you see he because we were talking about we went and saw the black phone over the weekend and we were talking and he was like did you see american sniper when it came out i was like no and he's like people were like crying and saluting at the end of it (laughs) anyway so uh, i'm gonna it's okay i'm gonna cry and salute uh minions rise group so yeah oh my god <laughs> I remember um uh uh when he was nominated for American Sniper though. This is like right around like no, this is like a couple years into like me watching every Oscars. I remember like he didn't even show up to the ceremony because he was like in a play. And I like I remember thinking that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he doesn't even show up. He's nominated, doesn't show up. He was in a play for the Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was he starring the elephant man? Was he the elephant? Yeah, he was the elephant man. But like, I remember the whole thing was he had like no makeup or prosthetic on. Oh, did he look like how he looks? And uh, yeah, he just looked how Star he was born. No, just like it, he looked how he looks in this fucking movie. Oh, I like, think I think that's one of the worst. The one of the things they fuck up in this movie is he looks too angry. The like <laughs> buzz cut, yeah, like just makes him so threatening. He looks like a fucking, he looks threatening. I don't know yeah. what the fuck. I guess they could have maybe sh- shaved him and he would look <laughs> like a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit more welcoming and like a likable person. 
but then like uh you know post star is born i feel like even like leading up to that like i feel like now he's like in a mode where it's like he doesn't really want to like he's being much more selective you, you know, know about what, mode, what he's you in. Know what mode he's in he's a he's a He's like you. He's from the streets. Is that what you're going to talk about? He's in the Will Smith mode. He's oh, yeah. begging for that Oscar right now. <laughs> he he, God, he God. wants it so he badly. Is, he is writing, directing, and starring in a movie about Leonard Bernstein. In that f- man, full prosthetics. Yeah, full prosthetic. The guy wants that Oscar. He is fucking sweating yeah. his way for that. Is that coming out this year? That is a 2023 movie. It's filming oh. right now. 2023, like early, like Oscars 2023 or? No, nah, it hasn't said. Um, if, and if it's an Oscar contender, it'll probably be late 2023. Who knows? Uh, oh, so you think 2024 Oscars? Yeah, yeah. I okay. think he's played okay. a long game on this one. Let's face it. We would be in a kinder, gentler, more loving world if he had won for Stars Board back in 2018. Um who won that year? That was the Rami Malik year. <laughs> That's the Green Book year, yeah. Oof, oof. I mean, Brad, I guess Bradley, uh, uh, Star is Born, kind of had the same reaction as this movie. Yeah, but, yeah. The whole world was obsessed with it. Yeah, and then it kind of, like, took off. Like, you know, Star is Born made a lot of money, I believe. Yeah, I you also had made the, you had the guy. Yeah, you had the gaga of it all. Plus, she can't. Yeah, she came in and like I get again. Like she did what Jennifer Lawrence did in this movie. She like I guess just convinced everyone uh, that she was talented. Yeah, like a real star. A, a star is born. <laughs> yes, Kevin. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> we could. See. We honestly, I I don't want to talk about this movie. Like I I no, let, not, can we, we let's we, say this? I didn't enjoy talk. this movie mostly. It, it felt cursed. It felt like the fucking script was written by a madman, a robot, maybe. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at Letterbox. There's like a lot of people, like I know personally, <laughs> that gave this like five stars. Are we gonna see a live Letterbox review? No, yeah, we are. Yeah, I it's just. I don't know. It, like, I think the main problem is that our main character is not likable. And it, it's hard. To, they feel like a caricature. Both these, it feels like a love story between two caricatures of mental illness. And that is like, like I tried. There were moments where I felt the movie winning me over. When? Because uh, I think the only. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, the, like the last 10, 15 minutes, the closing is pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. There's this montage of them like uh, there's this montage of them like learning to dance and like spending that time together set to like a Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Song. Oh, are you talking about when Jennifer Lawrence's character tricks this mentally ill man to do something for her advantage? Is that what you're talking about? To, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no, I like that montage, too. It's OK. okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's mentally ill, too, so it's OK. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the world works don't you know oh um God. oh yeah and he by the way the reason why he's mentally ill is because his dad is mentally ill guys oh uh yeah fuck this movie fuck off i oh my <laughs> God. legitimately legitimately the only thing that recovers this movie is that there are some people who are giving a great performance yeah 
I seriously enjoyed basically every second Robert De Niro was on the screen. No, um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just my fucking my testosterone like speaking yeah. for me. Like Robert De Niro, you have to like him for a movie that's supposed to be romantic. It is not that romantic for a movie that's supposed to be funny. It is not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's all the things it's supposed to be, it almost feel it's not. It doesn't feel that way at all. It, the only part that it's uplifting is the last 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, it is like an in I'm just so perplexed by everything about it. Like I don't get it. Maybe I'm maybe I just wasn't in the right mindset. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood, but like I really feel like I just bounced off this fucking thing. And I am like, I, I do feel a little let down. Yeah, me too. <laughs> because like this was the big like, oh shit. Like, you know, in the arc of this series, this was like this supposed to be like, oh shit, a star is born moment, you know. Like, you know, she gets the Oscar, she trips up the stairs to get it, you know. She becomes this is when she fully becomes America's sweetheart. She becomes Reddit's crush, you know. I would argue Instagram and Twitter and everyone else's crush too. Well, yeah, was was Instagram really a thing at this point? Like, how I I I might be speaking personally because I didn't it was, have yes, an Instagram. Okay, yeah, I didn't have an Instagram. I'm just saying, I think I think you're wrong. I think she was everyone's crush after this. Yeah, no, but I, I remember like especially like come on, you know, Moises. I remember everyone speaking on on iFunny on on iFunny like uh, her being like she the most attractive like person of all time um she i can't argue that I, yeah you're right it, it's confusing this was supposed to be the one that like that i mean it was the one that convinced america and the world that uh jennifer lawrence was our new darling and I, yeah i guess i mean just this maybe. year it's it's so hard to talk about any of these movies separate from each other because like the one-two punch of this and hugger games is like crazy I get, yeah, I guess looking back at it and like trans, transporting myself back to 2012, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> like we just saw her um, give a great and emotional performance in The Hunger Games. And Which is also a good movie in general, yeah. like a blockbuster. Yeah, it is equally difficult to like lead a blockbuster in a, a, a good way, you know. To yeah. successfully lead a blockbuster as it is to like be in like an Oscar prestige like dramedy. And she does both, I guess, even though I but <laughs> even though we don't like this. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think she gives a terrible performance. She's doing the best at what she's she can with the shitty ass script. <laughs> Then, uh, honestly, yeah, you know what? That is impressive in its own right, actually. I, I've come around now. <laughs> like you can still um feel some of the charisma throughout yeah there is she is like just a com this sounds i think a lot about um <laughs> roger ebert you know mm -hmm. uh it who is like it's like um especially in like you know chicago like him and gene siskel but like it, it just nationwide is kind of like one of the most like influential mainstream film critics of all time one of the most but renowned like, film critics yeah but you could also like it was very easy to tell when he was being nicer to a movie because he was horny for the lead actress, you know? And well, I always like, man. Yeah. <laughs> I always worry. I'm, I sound like him when I say like Jennifer Lawrence has a very compelling presence, you know, that I always worry. <laughs> but no, I mean it like, there's just something it is like, like what we always talk about 
what we talked about with Sandler, what we talked about Smith, and we talked about like a few different people. Is it like the camera just likes her? They have a power that always yeah. is translated well. Wait, it's just. Can I get an early opinion then, real quick? Yeah, go for it. Give me a, a five cent, five word uh, sentence on how you feel about her and don't look up. Um, a five word. Sentence? Okay, just like a the short sentence. Oh, okay. Um, she's pretty good, but I don't think it plays to her strengths as an actor. Like, I okay. don't think that's like, like, I, I don't think I really like, I struggle to think of like any performance in that movie besides like maybe Jonah Hill that like, I like what they're doing. And that's mm-hmm. like not, that's not any of the actors fault in my opinion, but Oh fuck. I guess we'll be talking about don't look up soon. Hell yeah. That's going to be uh this series is uh Spanglish. Um, uh, well, I mean, really, the thing like, I did want to say too is I, I um, about Jennifer Lawrence's performances. Uh, actually, hang on, I, I I realize I've blocked most of "Don't Look Up" out of my head because mm-hmm. it is like a three-hour movie, and it just like blended together for me. But I, I do remember her actually being really funny, and it's at points. Yeah, she's funny. No, she is funny. Uh, she's kind of funny in this. Something <laughs> it was bad to say because. She's kind of funny in this. This is supposed to be a comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's a comedy. She's got she has good comedic timing, I think. But like, just looking ahead, I don't think that's like an aspect of her that anybody except, unfortunately, Adam McKay has like tried to you know play to. I heard Mother is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's her husband and uh, mother? Isn't it Javier Bardem? I believe. Believe so. Okay. Yes, I, I fucking love that act. I, I'm, I'm so I am kind of excited for that. Uh, you movie. still haven't seen any Aronofsky's, right? Uh, I don't think so. What cool. he did, That's he's cool. the he's the what requiem uh, for a dream guy, right? Yeah, requiem for a dream. Pie, the wrestler, Black Swan. Yeah, you. Uh, That's uh, great. I don't think you should watch any. Don't prep for it. I won't. I, I'm not planning on it. What I was saying was, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of what confusing me even more is that Bradley Cooper isn't really doing anything in this for me either. And no, I think it's partly be. I mean, maybe he is doing what he's supposed to do because I hated his character. I hated his character so much. He is a hard guy to follow. I mean, is that the point? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Oh, she's gonna. I'm sorry. I, I'm like looking. I looked at like her like upcoming projects for the first time. Um, and she's gonna she's be gonna... in Luca Guada. I'm so sorry, Moises. I know you love this guy. How do you say that? I'm. I don't know. The guy who did <laughs> call me by her name. Yes. She's going to be in his, which movie? Uh, Burial Rights? I haven't heard of this one. That's a, that, that feels like, a, a lot of these are just like in. She has so many movies that are in yeah. production, like yeah, pre-production. Exactly. That's like a lot of these. Like there's like, um, like one or two of these that are like actually filming, I think. She's going to be in Adam McKay's next movie. Which, well, she, okay, she's supposed to be, which is about Elizabeth Holmes. But there was just like. 
a TV show about Elizabeth Holmes where Amanda Seyfried played Elizabeth Holmes. So like, I would, I would be shocked if that ends up happening, you know, but uh, stranger things have happened, <laughs> but um, I'm like looking uh, like, Oh, I guess this came out. Well, that's, that can't be true. I guess this came out before house at the end of the street. Hey, uh, let me, let me, I'm going to double check. If that's true, the- that completely changes the house at the end of the street. Even okay. More. House of the industry came out in September 21st, 2012. And then the silver linings play, not <laughs> silver linings playbook, not the, um, didn't it come out wide on okay, Christmas it, Day 2012? It, it, it premiered at uh, Toronto Film Festival on September 8th, but it didn't come out till November. So we're 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 good. I mean, yeah, like we could we could wrap already. You think we're good to wrap? I think yeah. we said everything that needed to be said. <laughs> this um, movie's confusing. I'm confused. I'm so it's so crazy that this is this like blew America's load. <laughs> Yeah, it is like my mom said she loved this movie. I I remember this is not good. (laughs) This movie's not very good to me at all. Yeah, this is this guy recommended to me a couple times in film school, you know. (laughs) Um, It's a a little bit better than House of the Industry. I'll say that, too. I'm like skimming what directors have said about working with her, you know, it's quoted in, in like I'm gonna I'm reading like Adam McKay, uh, you know, who directed Lawrence and Don't Look Up, mm-hmm. said that no one has more beautiful anger than Jen. It when she unleashes, it is a sight to behold. And I think the, to, <laughs> to give some credit to McKay, he's describing the anger like beautiful in like a very biblical sense, you know, he's not saying like, Oh, she's hot when she's mad, you know? Mm-hmm. And David or Russell said that like, um, she is just like kind of effortlessly good. Like he said that she makes it look easy. And I yeah. think, you know, again, like we weren't super impressed by this movie. And like, I think I, I won't speak for you, but I was like a little like underwhelmed based on what I had heard about her. I was, I was, but she does make this shit look easy. I would, I would I, say. I totally agree. And you're right. I heard uh, I, you, I would suggest that you go watch an interview with her and Bradley Cooper as well, because Bradley Cooper is just praising her in every yeah. interview the entire time. She's, Oh God. I just, she's she can go age. into that mode she like is, immediately. She is the same age as us in this movie. Stop reminding me. <laughs> I I really want to throw up. I'm I'm not. I'm, <laughs> oh boy. I guess some people scratch that itch a little sooner. I guess so, man. I guess so. That's the only way I can put it. That's that feels pretty poetic. That feels wise. Uh, you know uh, what? We, let's end it there because we yeah, ended. Let's, a... <laughs> yeah, let's start to wrap. This is already the longest episode we recorded in a while, and it's not that long. <laughs> so, but, all right, so. Uh, that was Silver Linings Playbook. Um, next week, we're back with David O. Russell and Katniss Everdeen for our what's supposed to be a double whammy week, American Hustle and Catching Fire. Fuck, I forgot we're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, supposedly, uh, our American Hustle episode will be coming out on the 4th of July. Um, please don't hold me to that. I've been so busy and so depressed. Um, and then uh, July 15th, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past and we're at that point we're more than halfway through the series um, 
And I forget, there was some fucking episode. Oh, yeah. Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, I think we committed to announcing what we're doing in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it for now. Can I say something else? Yeah, go for it. I, I think the reason why um, it's kind of hard to talk about her sometimes is because unlike everyone else, she's giving us a lot of diversity. Um, mm. You know, in, in Sandler's career, we're getting comedies and comedies and comedies. And Will's career, we were getting Will Smith movies. Um, and in her career, she's giving us diversity. And like, like, I mean, I guess like you said it, she is kind of just really good and everything. <laughs> like she proved her point early. Again, I think you said, you said it and I agree. I was a little underwhelmed by this performance. I can't, I, I'm excited to see now when she's going to fail because <laughs> I mean, she might've failed in, in my head for this movie, but she won best actress. So she yeah. didn't fail, but I, I want to see which fucking movie it's going to be in, in her career that I'm going to be like, like, no, I'm not going to believe her sauce anymore. Yeah. Cause that, that's, that's the important thing. And I, I feel like, um, I want to say we used it. I don't know if we used it during Sandler and Smith, but like in talking about movie star, we could sum up every episode, every movie by do they have the sauce here or not? Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence has got the sauce. Every time. She didn't have the sauce in the house at the end. But you can't blame her for that. That was fucking, no no one had the sauce. No, no, that was a, that's a sauceless movie right there. Yeah. They, it was in the vault (laughs) because no one had sauce. We started, can't even put some fucking Tabasco on. Yeah, like dry nothing. ass chicken. So uh, I guess we'll wrap up as we always do with our recommendations. This could be anything, movie, book, TV show, video game, podcast, song, album, park, painting, poem, anything that we've enjoyed recently and want to recommend to you. Moises, I'm, I would bet physical uh, all right. cash. This, we have the same one. We have this, the same one. This week, um, I'm going to be speaking for both me and Kellen when we're saying, please go out into the theaters and go watch Elvis. Yes, um, sir. Please, <laughs> please, please, please. It Matt, Look, we didn't talk about Elvis this entire episode. It gave me exactly what I was fucking looking for. That's all I'll say. And, and Austin Butler can trip up those stairs as much as he wants. He better get that fucking Oscar so far. Or yeah, he's the one who who has my Oscar so far. I'm trying to. I need to look at like what's all, because in terms of like, I guess we're at the mid year check in point, you know, um, for 2022. What what's your best movie of the year so far? Because mine is it's Top still, Gun. It's still, it's still everything everywhere all at once, but like Top Gun Maverick could <laughs> overtake it if I I just need to rewatch them both. One more time, and um, Top Gun Maverick is. I think about that movie every time I wake up. Basically, (laughs) that movie is astounding, and Elvis matches the levels of fun and energy that Top Gun Maverick has. I think Uh, that's like I'm. Here's the okay. Here's the thing about Elvis. Um, The the first half of the movie. The, okay. The thing about Elvis is it, it made me really sad for like an hour. <laughs> it is. Um, I described, I thought of it as like, it doesn't really like, 
I, I've seen some people saying like, oh, well, the Elvis movie better talk about this kind of complex, like, you know, uh, more problematic aspect of his life. And it's like, it is Boz Lerman's Elvis. This is the guy who did Moulin Rouge. He did Romeo plus Juliet, you know. He did Romeo and Juliet with guns. If you were expecting a nuance and complex uh, dissection of who Elvis was as like a real historical man, you are in the wrong place. <laughs> but if you want like a really like compelling, melodramatic, grandiose, like opera, all of the words, tragedy about like stardom and how like being the biggest, most successful, most popular person of all time can lead to unfulfilled potential. That's Elvis. It's more about the ideas around Elvis than Elvis. No, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. It's like, it's more about Elvis the icon than Elvis the person. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And honestly, that's all I wanted. I didn't really want a super emotional in-depth look of, on Elvis. I don't I yeah. can fucking read about him if I want that. No, yeah. Like I told, cause my sister knew nothing about Elvis and I saw with her and we were coming out and she was like asking me like, so did that happen? And I was like, look, you can't like take anything at face value, you know, just to be safe. Like I'm sure some of that happened, but like, just, you know, it's like Buzz Lerman. Yeah. Viewing it like as its own thing, it's really compelling and it works really well. Yeah. Like, I wish I believe I wish I bought stock in Austin Butler because like it is a bona fide movie star performance in Elvis. He is mm-hmm. like he's doing everything you want. <laughs> yeah, he's like commanding the screen. Yeah. In a like it's it is really he, remarkable. To me, it's like he's commanding the screen even though he looks like Elvis. And it's like that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. There Especially is like later on in the movie when he it's almost just like a costume that he has on. Yeah. Like he's got like heavy process, like, you know, wigs, tan- toner, you know, kind of. Um, and he never lets himself get swallowed by all that. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I will say Perfect that. Perfect way to say it. Holy shit. That's good. If that gives you an, if this gives you, my sister is an also like, again, my sister was, had knew nothing about Elvis. So maybe this isn't the greatest like, you know, uh, example. But at, there's a moment at the end of the movie, minor, minor, minor spoilers, where it switches to like archival footage of the real Elvis. Mm-hmm. And my sister didn't know. She didn't notice. Like she thought that that was still like Austin Butler. That was some of the best like makeup and prosthetics in the movie. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. It looked the, incredible. Uh, uh, I'll speak vaguely like the Unchained Melody performance. Like when it switched to the real footage, she didn't notice. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so it's awesome. I, and uh, Tom Hanks plays. Um, <laughs> imagine if a Muppet villain became a real man and was evil. That's Tom Hanks in this movie. And it's yeah. pretty And he's It's pretty wonderful. It's yeah. It's on, like it is. I was pleasantly surprised uh, <laughs> on how much I enjoyed his performance. Just such an, just playing an evil, gross bozo. Yeah, but it's really like, it, it is a, I, I enjoyed Elvis a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go see Elvis, man. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I saw it in um, a theater full of dead silent boomers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw uh, opening night, Kellen. Yeah. Was it electric? There were like five people in there with me. (laughs) (laughs) 
one of them was your girlfriend, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I had like a big popcorn. I had nachos. Like I was so prepared. <laughs> you, were, you were in, dude. I was like a uh, little kid. I was like a yeah. little kid for that movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, um, I liked it a lot. Yeah, my grandpa, uh, I'm, I'm going on vacation with my grandpa next week. Um, and he's a huge Elvis fan, you know, because he was like alive. He was a kid for the time. Mm-hmm. Or, or um, he was like, I'm trying to know, I'm getting his age wrong a bit. He was like a teenager when Elvis first got popular. You know, he was like the exact right age. And I think I might get him to see it just to see what he thinks. Don't give him a fucking heart attack, Helen. It's really like, I mean, it is kind of crazy. Like looking backward, working backwards, like the third it's, it's split into three chunks. The third chunk is like actually like very restrained and is like slowly like devastating. You Did know? you say the third chunk? The third chunk of the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, final yeah, yeah. chunk. The second chunk is still like, has some like, kind of like, kind of like insane, like, you know, crazy visual moments or ideas or like very kinetic, you know, energy. And then the first third, like the first hour or so of the movie feels like they, they gave the hard drive with all the footage, a laptop with Adobe Premiere to the kids and make those like over the top, like TikTok edits of like Riverdale, you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck you, Kellen. <laughs> I say that as a compliment. I loved it. <laughs> it is like, someone described it as like the, the most visually anarchic movie since like, or mainstream blockbuster since Speed Racer, and I don't fully disagree. Yeah. It is, like, really crit. <laughs> like, that, that opening scene especially, like, it just feels like somebody, like, the opening scene of uh, the Elvis movie feels like uh, like Austin Butler and Tom Hanks, like, sprung from the road behind you and held your arms down while Boz Lerman just, like, fucking hip <laughs> slaps you a couple times. And you're just like, ah, ah, fuck! Uh, four stars. <laughs> should we start to wrap up? Or should we wrap up? Yeah, I have a fact, by the way, too. Just okay. let you know in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our intro and outro music is the Law and Order theme song. Follow us at Stargazing underscore podcast. And Moises will leave us as, uh, we'll leave you as we always do with the Jennifer Lawrence fact of the week. And Moises, what is this week's Jennifer Lawrence fact? <clears throat> the Jennifer Lawrence fact of the week is... Jennifer Lawrence, uh, she went to the theater and saw Elvis last week, so make sure you do it, too. <laughs> she thought it was a little long, but she had a good time. She had to walk, like, walk out. Uh, use the um, bathroom. Yeah, use the bathroom during the uh, Elvis Christmas special scene. Yeah. So she, she had to go see it again later on to, to watch that scene. Yeah, during the scene where, like, he's meeting with the people on the Hollywood sign, like, she had, she actually went and got a refill of you know popcorn because she's like oh well it's i i kind of this is kind of my dinner now you know i'm not gonna be out of here till like eight so uh, i'll get some more popcorn and she wanted to get a drink refill but the brownsburg eight charges for drink refills just i'm calling them out i'm flaming them on on my platform they didn't fucking they didn't give me a refill when i was walking out and i was pissed he was like (laughs) oh the registers are closed and i was like it does machine just please give me a refill and he yeah fuck fuck you (laughs) <laughs> manager who works at Brown's Brigade on oh, Thursday Jesus. nights. Uh, are we becoming Karens? Is that what's happening to us? No, he's they're being assholes. <laughs> okay. They paid money to see fucking Elvis. 
All right, I'm Cal Kermins. I'm Moise Camacho. We'll see you next week with American Nuzzle and Catching Fire.